my goodness. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Thoughts Count Anywhere Show. I'm Aaron Phillips, partner in crime today, Mr. Matt Mullen. This is the Freebird edition. <laughs> As two of our fellow uh, prognosticators are not able to join us today. Uh, so just Matt and I will hold down the fort. We've been tagged in of the four of us, sir. We got this. We got this. Piece <laughs> of cake. Piece of cake. Want to thank everybody for joining us already in the chat room. Jeff is there and Chief is out there. And, and Jeff loves the porn music, which is great. Ryan, oh, see, Chief now is giving us virtual bells. So, Aaron, we I need th- a bellboy today. So, I know, why not? And, I th- and I thought about bringing the bell up here, but Chief is going to give us a virtual ding, ding, ding. So, we appreciate that. Uh, once again, there, oh, there you go. Perfect. Now, once again, Facebook is messing with us because, uh, as those of you who watched the previous show, we had trouble starting a watch party because Facebook moved the damn option. Now, I started another, you know, I'm on the video, I want to share it. Can't find the watch party. You can't even find the share button on my page right now. So, but I believe Matt has a, has a watch party up. I don't know. Did you get a watch party up there, Aaron? Aaron's got a watch party. Either way, wherever you see the link, please reshare. Have your friends join us. And by the way, before we forget, free autographs today. If you go down to PowerPlay Sports Collectible Store at the Boulevard Mall, they have a signing going on down there, which I believe Aaron may have still the flyer from the PowerPlay show that we can show you. But Doki Williams, uh, former Raider, will be there today. Go down to the store. Go down to the signing today. Mention Thoughts Count Anywhere, TCA, Power Play Sports Collectibles Show, and you will get a free autograph, $15 value. Go down. And Scott has generously offered that if you stop down at the mall this entire week prior to Halloween, go in, mention, again, the shows, 10% off your purchase as a discount for mentioning Power Play Sports, Thoughts Count Anywhere, Wrestling, Collectibles, Go Live Vegas, whatever. As long as it's a connection, you'll get 10% off. Good morning, Krista. 702-329-6947. If you're outside the United States, 855-502-4321. Of course, we're also monitoring our chat rooms. If you want to send us a tweet, please do so at hashtag ThoughtsCountAnywhere. Did I cover everything? Yeah. (laughs) And, of course, our podcasts are pretty much on a shorter list of where they're not. But let's give our fans a few options as to where they can catch us. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We recently added Amazon Music so you can ask your Alexa to play Thoughts Count Anywhere. Perfect. And you don't even have to look anything up. Just know the name. (laughs) And also make sure you go to the website. ThoughtsCountAnywhere.com. Yeah, you can buy some merchandise. We got a swag shop up there, some shirts and hats if you want to uh, add to your collection, which would be great. Um, by now, new yeah, by now. <laughs> now. But wait, there's more. Um, also, too, all the latest news and information that's that's worth sharing is on the site. And again, Matt is the webmaster behind that. Kudos, man! Great job on on website. Plus, you're also doing my my twin brother's website. Yeah. So, uh, yeoman job. And and I know I appreciate the work that you put in. And I know you're also doing uh, wrestling connects for Scott, right? Yeah. So that site. Uh, wrestling connect C O N N E X X. Uh, go to the website. You'll learn more, but basically it is a website that is designed to support the industry, uh, for wrestlers, whether you're involved somehow, whether you're backstage ring announcing in the ring, whatever it is, it is a site and organization geared to support those individuals. You'll see a QR code that just jumped up on the screen. If you scan the QR code during the show, live show podcast show at any time, that QR code, it's, it's, is it that way? No, it's over. The, it's like, right? 
There you go. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take it to our website, thoughtscanandanywhere.com. All right. Um, so <laughs> Jeff is asking, did you release the Scott for President shirts yet? No, but that's actually a pretty funny idea. We should do that. Make wrestling great. A fane. He tried typing again, again. There you go, Jeff. Make wrestling great again. We should. Actually, it's a funny idea. Scott for Prez. For Prez. That would be a funny shirt. I like the we... second one, too. <laughs> oh, but, hey, you know what? Put it up on the store. This is what the fans want. Let's create some shirts that has it on there. I'll have it on there like this afternoon. Absolutely. I will let you guys know. All right. So, Jeff, we're going to put those shirts up available. That means we expect you to purchase them and be part of it. Thomas Burnett, good to see you, buddy, as always. All right. Are we ready to get started? Ding, ding, ding. With I Hear Voices. <laughs> there you go. All right, good. Iron's on it. All right, there goes coach. Uh, coach. Jeez. Um, Glenn, Chief. Uh, Chief. Jeez. Rumor is there is real life heat between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins when Riddle's wife criticized Becky Lynch's physique. I read a little bit of this story during the week. I don't remember all the exact quotes, but was she like talking about her while she's pregnant or is this before pregnancy? This was before pregnancy. I guess this has been going on for like a year and Jeez. there was like a watch party where like Riddle and or Seth Rollins was involved and they were talking about Matt Riddle. He goes, I never want to be on the same show as that, that guy. I saw. I saw that. He's like, he can stay on the other show. I never want to wrestle him in my career ever. Now he has. I did see where, where Rollins did make those those quotes when asked about him. But now now Riddle's wife is not involved in the industry, right? I, I don't think she is. I no, don't I don't believe so. So why, why, you know, why would you go after somebody who's in another industry, although it's guess, I guess it's almost like the same faux pas I made on last week's uh, previous, you know, Power Play Sports last <laughs> week. But, um, but, I mean, why, why would you do that? What, what would benefit that information getting out? It can't benefit Matt unless this is all storyline stuff. It wouldn't benefit Matt, but Matt always has a habit of putting his name out there by calling out like the craziest of people like or starting crap with people. Or is it Goldberg? No, Goldberg, he was Goldberg. and Brock Lesnar. I mean, he, th I mean, he has that MMA background as well. Matt yeah. does, but I don't know. I, sometimes, you know, you step into some things that are bigger than life. And when you, Oh, I could go do that. That's pretty easy. Maybe things just don't work out as well as you think. True. You know, I don't, I don't know. To me, it seems crazy, but uh, yeah, Interesting. All right. Uh, next topic. Ding, ding. Mick Foley. <laughs> Reports came out yesterday that Mick Foley possibly returning maybe to WWE in some kind of role after this huge top secret meeting with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I, all I can vision when, as I read that, if those of you who remember the TV show Get Smart, the cone of <laughs> silence coming down. <laughs> Between, could you imagine Foley and, and McMahon in a cone of silence kind of meeting? That would be funny <laughs> as hell, wouldn't it? Uh, at least in my mind it would be. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's a lot of possibilities here because of Hell in the Cell this weekend. Yeah. Uh, 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 Taker's 30th anniversary coming up as well, um, yeah. uh, that they're going to do something. So there's a lot of possibilities here. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to bring him back for like some kind of Undertaker thing or... Try him as general manager again or something to that effect. I doubt it. I don't, I don't want to see that. Hopefully it's just for more like documentary <laughs> stuff. I, I agree with that. I mean, Foley doesn't need the GM. And right now the shows, you don't need that GM nah. persona on either show. Yeah. I think things are, you know, listen, on Raw, things are watered down bad enough as it is with creative. <laughs> Let's not give him another thing to try to do. Uh, SmackDown, again, same thing. Doesn't, doesn't he? Now, here's a little uh, talking about SmackDown. I don't know if you have it on the sheet. You may or may not. 
Um, SmackDown, they had no previews for matches posted yesterday because they were still rewriting the show all because, and I know this is on there, uh, the Otis trial thing with the money in the bank. Yeah. But a GM role, I, I don't want to see Mick come back. If he's going to come back, like you said, more the documentary to celebrate The Undertaker, or he's going to be a presence at Hell in a Cell, maybe as a special commentator, yeah. I could see that. I don't want to see him do anything beyond really that at this point. Physically, I don't think he can handle it anymore. True. But I, I, it's just curious. Have you heard anything beyond what, what this may be? No, I haven't heard anything at all. I'm just hoping it's like WWE Network related more than Raw related. You know what? Thomas brings up in the chat room, maybe Foley will get another network show. That'd be cool. That, that's, that would be a possibility. I actually enjoyed his show, whereas the reality show with he and his wife and the kids and all of that. Those behind the scenes, I actually liked it. Yeah, it was a pretty good yeah. show. I, I don't, of course, his daughter was worth watching. I was going to say, probably most people watch it for Noel more than anything. <laughs> exactly. But. Exactly. So, uh, what is she? She was trying to get into wrestling. Do we know if she's still doing that? Because there was a time she was know. at the Performance Center, yeah. I think, for a little bit doing a tryout, but um, I haven't heard much. So, uh, thanks, Jeff. Have a great day yourself. And uh, just keep an eye out on Facebook. Matt will post when your t shirts are ready for purchase. So, Buy, buy now, buy many, <laughs> buy bonds. So um, anyway, so interesting. We'll see what transpires. Do you think anything could come out of it this weekend, this quick after a meeting Friday? No, that'd be like too sudden, like with all the payoffs of hopefully Hell in a Cell. It'd be kind of random for McFoley to come out for okay. something, but creative the way it is, who knows? Uh, exactly. That's the thing. Who knows? Um, and again, with creative being what it is, I don't know if I want to know. Seven zero two three two nine six nine four seven. We've got one more rumor topic, and then we're going to go into hell in a cell predictions, which of course is tomorrow. Pre-show starts at uh, four p.m. I believe our time, um, or three p.m. I'm sorry, and then the live card, the main card starts at four. So we're going to go over some predictions, but we would love for you to call in or message. We would love for you to call in seven zero two three two nine six nine four seven. The phone numbers are there on your screen. We want to know live on the air your thoughts, your comments, and your predictions for whichever match you want to share with us for tomorrow's Hell in the Cell. Okay, next topic, and I hear voices. Rumor is the... <laughs> Chief, get down here. I got a bell for you. Anyway, thank you, Chief. I'm going to wait on Chief from now on. Yeah, that's to, a good to idea. The bell. Rumor is the Fiend was supposed to face Roman after first Jey Uso match, but it went so well but they kept going with the storyline. And I agree with that. I mean, this storyline's got to be the hottest thing besides Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's like one of the best storylines going, especially after last night when he oh. said, if you get, if you say I quit, not only if you don't fall in line, you're out of the family. I mean, that's, that's uh, you, we know that that's, when you say out of the family, we're talking the wrestling family, the, you know, of course, we all know through the, de the, through the uh, uh, dirt sheets that yeah. they're aiming towards a possible faction, though. And, yeah. and the Usos becoming part of that. So if that is the case and that's where they want to go, how do you have a stip? Because you know Roman's going to win tomorrow. He, there's no oh, way yeah. Usos going to win. So how do you go from, okay, you're out of the family to then possibly coming back in as part of a faction with Heyman and Roman? Well, he said, if they, he said if he... Says I quit, and he doesn't fall in line. He's out of the family, so maybe they'll say I quit and then start taking orders from Roman. Because they said about a bloodline group, and they did say bloodline enough times that it's got to be something. So gotcha, gotcha. I can see them like taking orders and like doing something. Something's got to get the Rock to come back. Yeah, that better not be a rumor. <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing with rock, and I, and I heard this discussion um, on the Saturday uh, episode of Busted Open. I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, that they rock. First of all, I, I can't imagine rock coming back to an empty arena. No. Same like Brock. You're not going to bring Brock back unless you're in front of 60,000 people. But the rock right now, you know, I, I did not know this. When he last wrestled a couple of years ago in a, in a match, he had surgery right afterwards just as he was beginning this climb with movies and all the other things that, he's, that he was doing at the time. So he's, what is he, maybe mid-40s now? Yeah. Maybe early 40s. I, I'm sure he's at least 40. You know, you've got the XFL stuff. You've got all the, his tequila. You've got all the movies. You've got everything, you know, everything that he does. A, he doesn't need wrestling. Do you want to see Rock in the ring with, for one match, first time in a couple of years, with the potential of getting hurt, Going against Roman, because what would be the outcome there? Would Dwayne have, would, would The Rock have to win to put Roman even higher as the tribal chief? You know, you know, or, you know I mean, if he, if he wins, he may, you know, Rock will still be in charge more or less. Or will he lose to put Roman over? Does he really need The Rock to put him over? I think if Shut The Rock. Because <laughs> the smell with The Rock is cooking. I think if that match was to happen, Roman would have to win. So, like, the Rock could pass the torch to him. Yeah. Basically, like, here you go, it's yours. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, would have to almost retire Rock, don't you think? Literally, officially Yeah, I think that him. would be, like, that would be a perfect way for him to go out, putting his own family over and, like, putting the next generation in their hands. Exactly. Okay. But, like, for The Rock to... The Rock didn't need to do that to Cena either, because Cena was already a huge star by right. the time he passed the torch as the number one guy to Cena, too. Right. right. No, absolutely. You, you are correct. So, a lot of these guys... You know, there's always talk about wrestlers needing a belt to get over. Then you have wrestlers and performers who don't need a belt that still get over, and in some cases, maybe even more so without a belt. Yeah. You know, like The Fiend. Yeah, it would be interesting to see him hold a belt for longer than a, you know, than a drink of water, but as a character and as the, the persona that, that's out there, he doesn't really need to be a champion to grow the character. His character is growing. Now add Alexa Bliss in there. He's a, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily need a championship to continue to get over. Not at all. He's kind of like The Undertaker. Like, The Undertaker yeah. never really needed the championship to mm -hmm. do whatever he needed to do and get over with the fans. Exactly. The, the Fiend's in the same way, and him and whatever him and Alexa are doing right now is probably, like, the best thing in wrestling. Absolutely. Between that, between that on Raw and uh, um, the Tribal Chief stuff on SmackDown, those are the two hottest storylines. Some will say if you add in the Mysterio storyline, that, that's a good storyline, but... To me, The Fiend, Roman on each show, those are the stories that you want to follow. Oh, yeah. All right, with that, we're going to step aside for our first break because then when we come back, we'll start with our Hell in a Cell predictions and our WWE report. And we want to get your input on your predictions for Hell in a Cell tomorrow. Who's going to win? Which feuds do you want to see stop? Fresh, all that stuff, whatever you want to give us your input on. We'll be right back. Are you looking for someone to provide training to your sales staff? Do you need a motivational speaker about how to handle change? Do you have an upcoming event that needs an MC to handle those responsibilities? Well, look no further than longtime Las Vegas radio personality, Aaron Phillips. I am local to Las Vegas, and I can blend my talents with any audience. For more information, please visit www.aaronphillipsvoice.com and book me for your next event or training needs. This is John Cena. I just, I, just, I just wanted to send you a congratulations on your podcast. Thoughts count anywhere. Because indeed they do. Thoughts are important. I mean, what would they, we do without them? And how can they not count anywhere? I just, is there a place that thoughts don't count? 
I can't think of one. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much. Congratulations and good luck on the podcast. Thoughts count anywhere because they do. All right, welcome back. Thoughts count anywhere. Thoughtscountanywhere.com is the way it's the website. <laughs> is our number. We want your input on the hell in a cell prediction. So, all right, let's get started with some predictions here. Oh, right on time. Hell in a cell match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. First of all, first of all, hopefully Randy can make it after being in in, uh, da- in Philadelphia and RKOing Daniel Jones as he was running down the field and tripped over his own feet at the 15. Oh, dear God. That was hilarious. Uh, I want to thank Shade from uh, uh, Versus. He put, I saw that in his story, and I thought it was a great meme. I had to steal it. And then there was one with the Dudley brothers, yep. the Dudley boys. But uh, anyway, uh, so let's talk about that. I, first of all, I want to see the feud end with this match regardless. Yeah, this has got to be like the payoff match for this feud, and mm-hmm. I hope... I don't know. They keep saying like there's too many rumors that it's going to be Randy Orton versus Edge for the title at WrestleMania, which I really don't want to see. I want to see Drew retain the title mm-hmm. and keep this going until like crowds get over. Yeah, I, I agree. Crowds get back. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, it makes sense. Usually a match like this in Hell in a Cell should be and usually is uh, a decision-making match. Yeah. And then you move on. Uh, let's hope so. Because, again, talent-wise with travel, I understand there might be some restrictions of, of talent matchups. But how much more of this can you, you know, can you wring out of it? Not much. I don't think there's much left to do. And now with the draft, there's plenty of more challengers for Drew to face. Absolutely. Some Absolutely. good, exciting matches out there people want to see over Orton and McIntyre for the 10th time. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, what's your thoughts on that match? Give us a call, 702-329-6947. All right, uh, next match. <laughs> I quit match, which we kind of talked about this in the first segment. Uh, Reigns and Uso. For the match itself, there's no question Reigns, Reigns wins this. I'll bet my bank account Roman wins. <laughs> uh, I've seen your bank account. That 20 bucks goes far, doesn't it? Anyway, no, I'm only kidding. Um, 21. Oh, sorry. Sir. Exactly. Yeah, that interest adds up, doesn't it? I looked at I looked at my my one of my accounts this morning, and I got eighteen cents interest for the month of September. Oh, wow, balling! Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you do you think anything crazy is going to happen in this match? Is this going to be the main event, or is the WWE Championship going to be the main event? What do you think? I honestly think the way they're going is going to be Sasha and Bailey in the main event. Really? You think so? I think that's going to be the best match of the night. Honestly, I, I agree with that. I think there's no question the the history between these two shows that they can put on and carry a show. Um, I don't think I don't think the ladies are going to highlight it. Um, I'm going to say, quite frankly, because of the height of the storyline with Uso and uh, Reigns, I think that's going to be the main event, in my opinion. I can see that too. Yeah, yeah or maybe co-main events, but the actual traditional last match is always the main event. Yeah. Uh, and I think the match before that will be the WWE uh, Championship match. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Is there so far only these five matches that we're going to talk about is it. I saw something. Maybe they're going to set up one or two more matches. But what other storylines could be going on that they can set up other matches within 24 hours? 
Probably Alistair Black versus Kevin Owens oh. again. Okay. And they did Jeff Hardy versus Elias. What else is out there? I mean, we don't see the ladies tag team in here somewhere. Not that they need to be in a cage, but I'm saying even just a, car, a match on the card. Yeah, like them versus the Riot Squad or... I don't, still can't understand why Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce are magically yeah. a tag team. Yeah, big talk about that this week. You know, you broke up the Iconics thinking that... Uh, Peyton Rice will get that individual push, and then out of nowhere, she gets put together with Lacey, who w- had a push, fell back, and she's, is there something below a mid-card? <laughs> you know, arena sweeper? I don't know. I don't get it. They always talk about firing people in Washington and stuff. <laughs> How about we start firing people in Stanford, Connecticut, <laughs> and just start over, because whatever happened on Raw, that was a train wreck of a show. Yeah. It, it definitely was. I don't know that pairing. But let me ask you a question. The other, the other qu- not questionable, but the uh, matchup of Dana Brooke and uh, Mandy was also like when they first came out together that very first time, there were eyebrows that were raised. An interesting pairing again. Yeah. But that one seems to be gaining a little steam, don't you think? Yeah, they seem to be making it work. And they're both pretty good in the ring. Never mm-hmm. really got a chance to shine. So hopefully this will... Be their chance to let their stocks rise and get some gold on them, hopefully. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Uh, and you know what? I've, I've always liked Dana Brooke when she started. Now, she's gotten better. She was a little rough early on. Yeah. But I've, I've liked this transition that we've seen in her over the last 6 to 12 months, although it's been a little sporadic because of COVID and, and, and whatnot. But I've always liked her. She seems to have really gotten even into better shape as of late from what I've seen uh, in the ring. And, yeah, you got you got power. And then you've got the finesse, yeah. You know, between the two of them, yeah, it's a really good tag team. Dana's always been good in my eyes. It's mm-hmm. just she never got the chance. It's always the four horsewomen, right, taking over the whole thing. So everyone else is always on the back burner and never got a chance to. Oh, here's what I can do, right, right. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm glad. Anyway, I, I'm glad for that pairing to see if it's going to work. All right, so we know. All right, so next match, Hell in a Cell for the SmackDown Women's Championship: Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, what about Seth versus Mysterio's boyfriend? Oh, Seth and uh, um, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Uh, that may be on the card too. After what happened from what we saw this week as well last night. True. Um, the ladies. Now, I think in the ladies division, obviously these two are the top. Oh yeah. Okay. So this one, I think, is up in the air to see if there's a title change. What do you think? I think Sasha's going to take it. But it is like the beginning of their like new feud, and usually mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell is like the end of the a payoff, feud. Yeah. So this is kind of it's kind of strange that it's starting in Hell in a Cell. But but could it be a small payoff because of what's gone on since they split a few weeks ago with the, you know with the the neck in the chair or whatever it was it you know put her in a collar and then what happened last night? In a way, this could be a mini payoff match. Yeah, and again the same thing. Not unlike, in my opinion, McIntyre and Orton. I think the two of them, after this match, I think they need to start kind of going another way. Because Sasha then, if she is playing face right now, I think she needs to build the face character again. Unless sure. she's going to be that gray-lined character where you don't know if she's a, you know, a face or a heel. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to see this match kind of end. Whoever's going to win, let's just put, again, fresh direction, yeah. like you were talking about, and put them with somebody else and let them start their own. Maybe they collide again, but yeah. let them start going a little bit separate path. Yeah, something I want to see. How about Charlotte? You think she'll make an appearance in this somehow? She could. She was she was drafted to Raw though. 
True. That is true. But that, as we've seen, that doesn't mean a hill of beans not showing up on the other brand, right? I mean, why was the Riot Squad on Raw on Monday, right, as part of that tag team stuff? That, that made on. no sense either. Crazy. So, again, here we're seeing the draft that was supposed to keep people apart. Um, lasted a week. Lasted a week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chief puts in there, uh, he agrees. When does the man in Charlotte come back? First of all, Becky, she's not due to deliver until sometime in December. Yeah, And I, I think you probably saw the same thing that even though she was seen at SmackDown, not yesterday, but a week ago, um, there were there talk that, you know, Vince would love her back in the beginning of January, giving her like four to six weeks after delivery. I, I don't know. I, you know, uh, what it, she obviously is not working out. I mean, she could do cardio and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But after she delivers, there's got to be some time where she's got to go back into wrestling shape. Right. Yeah, there's this. There's like walking around shape and then there's wrestling shape. And every wrestler I've met said those are two completely different things. Totally agree. Taking a bump is not like running laps. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Chief also puts, what about the women's NXT push maybe? I'd love to see some of the NXT women come up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. They have the best like women's division probably in wrestling, honestly. I would like to see him get a push. Like Bianca Belair finally got into a match last night. Yeah. Uh, saw her get her time against Selena Vega. Um, but, I, you know, NXT, even though everybody still talks about it as the um, AAA, there's a lot of connotation that's still like AAA to, to the main rosters. I agree. I think NXT as a standalone brand, if people can really start looking at it that way, it'll never happen. NXT, though, being bigger than Raw and SmackDown at some point, because we see the ratings. We know what's going on right now. And again, Raw, I'm sorry, not Raw, SmackDown last night wasn't even on regular Fox. They had to move it to FS1 because of the World Series. Yep. So not everybody has FS1. Yeah. How do you follow it if you can't see it? I totally forgot I, it was going to FS1, <laughs> and I got home after like a family dinner, and I was right. like, I need to watch SmackDown for the show tomorrow. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's on FS1, so I don't like YouTube it. And- exactly. So, that, listen, Fox paid a lot of money for them, and they're going to try to put the best product out there. But as we know, consistency is key when it comes to keeping a message and branding out there. Yeah. So, All right, we'll see what happens. Next match. Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Now, this was a quick little feud that was put together just within the last week. It's been stirring for like a month ever since when Jeff Hardy was like, drunk and ran Elias over. Okay. I think it's a payoff for that, but when Sheamus came out and said he like set him up and Elias thinks he still ran him over, I can see Jeff getting revenge and winning winning the match. Yeah. Now is this this that match is not in an actual cell. Those are the only the championship matches are the only ones. Yeah, there's only three right? Hell in a Cell matches. Okay. I can't believe they're actually doing that many. You know, but when when you when you name a pay per view you know, hell in the cell or champion, whatever. Would you think all the matches should have the same stipulation of being in a cell? You would think, but I kind of take the lackluster off of a hell in a cell in general of like every single match being in. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Although here you've got your three high profile championships all in a, Uh, all in a cage, you know, all your singles uh, titles up for grabs. But um, I remember, sorry, I remember back in the day, like before there was a hell in a cell pay-per-view, and like when Vengeance 2005 was coming to Vegas and they mm-hmm. were like Batista versus Triple H in Hell in a Cell, everyone got so excited because it would just randomly pop up like once or twice a year. Right. And right. 
it would be super cool once like you see it and you see that thing in person you're like holy crap yeah it's not like a regular steel cage folks i mean a regular steel cage is one thing but the hell in a cell cage a little different things monstrous and they've <laughs> yeah. made it bigger since so jeez I'm waiting for the the Punjabi jail fence match or whatever that was that Randy Orton and, and Jinder Mahal had to climb up and out. I mean, my goodness. I didn't know bamboo could be made that sturdy. I didn't either. <laughs> that's, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's um, interesting. It'll be interesting to see. But all right, so I got to be honest with you, Hardy and Elias, personally, I'm not invested in this at all. I mean, this is, to me, this is just like a thrown, thrown together match last minute uh, to get Elias back in the ring. Uh, and, and to keep Jeff Hardy visible, obviously. But, um, yeah, to me, this is just a last-minute match together. All right, next match. Must be the sound wave projection taking a little longer to get from here over there. <laughs> All right, last match of interest, if it still interests you. Miz and Otis, winner gets the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, I th- listen. The entire SmackDown show yesterday supposedly was rewritten around the shenanigans that went on. Exactly, that went around this entire like Judge was JBL, Ron Simmons was the bailiff, you know, and then uh, you know. So you have that briefcase. You have a year to cash it in, and I realize people want to get the briefcase. We've seen matches in the past where someone is challenged, put your briefcase up, you know, and they they win anyway. Do you think Otis will keep this in this scenario? Because every other challenger that went up against somebody who had the briefcase, the person who held the, the case, still won and still had the chance. So is this as much a reaction to uh, Miz, not Miz, but people wanting to, what, what, what can they do with Otis? They haven't come up with a, with a line yet for Otis to really even use the briefcase. So what, what's the story behind this? Why are they pushing this, in your opinion? I don't know. I don't think they have anything like, I've always heard like Vince's, one of his favorite people is Otis. Yep. But who really thinks he's going to beat Roman for the Universal Championship? Well, didn't he at one point say that he was going to use the contract for the tag titles? That's what I thought was going to happen. But now the heavy machinery's broken up. That's kind of out the window, too. Unless El Gran Gordo shows up, uh, then, <laughs> you know. And I've heard, like, uh, the commentators have been saying he has to cash it in for the Universal Championship on multiple occasions. Hmm. So I think the Miz is going to win on Sunday because I can see the Miz like underhandedly taking somebody out over Otis trying to, I can't see Roman like losing to that stupid worm elbow drop. (laughs) There's no way. Well, it's much funnier to see him do the worm elbow than when Scotty too hot. did the worm (laughs) and you know, um, I wonder where did they get a mask big enough though? With all with his beard and everything, how did they find a mask? Even though most of it was hanging out below, <laughs> how did they find a mask big enough for that? But anyway, um, it'll be interesting. I mean, here I see this potentially ending in a in a no contest because you still got Tucker and you still have Morrison hanging around, you True. know, potentially to come down uh, and get involved in. And um, oh, well, although Tucker again is over on the other um, uh, show. That doesn't mean a hill of beans. Yeah. You know, you, you've got free pass to go to any show that you want to go to. So um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say with my heart, I'd like to see Otis keep the belt just to get over even better. And whatever happens in a championship title, who knows for, for whoever the win. I don't see Miz beating Reigns either. So whoever's going to get this briefcase and, and opportunity, stay away from Roman if you ask me. True. Cash in for another title. So... <laughs> 
Interesting. Okay. Imagine if he cashes it in for the 24-7 title. <laughs> that would be funny. You know how pissed off everybody would be? <laughs> but, that, but you know what, though? That would almost make more sense than having a regular title. Yeah. You know? I mean, literally a squash on R-Truth could end not only his reign, but who knows what else, as big as Otis is. True. So... 702-329-6947. We would love your input on your thoughts on the Hell in the Cell card. All right, with that, let's move on to the WWE report. As we mentioned earlier, Becky Lynch was backstage at SmackDown during the season premiere last week. Good idea with all that's going on. Uh, more of the, the COVID stuff is what you're referring to there. And baby, yeah. uh, baby to be, I would hope, although the picture that was up on social media did not show her with a mask. If that picture that i saw was truly from that night uh I, I would hope that you know she was smart enough to protect her and the baby maybe she doesn't believe in worrying about the mask so uh, i don't know i've heard there was like a lot of tests and nobody's tested positive since they've been in the thunderdome so oh that's good that's a good. good sign uh, yeah absolutely is a good sign um Interesting. I just think, to me, I just think it was a stop in to say hi to everybody, especially now that Seth is on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, which I believe Becky's still part of SmackDown, right? Theoretically? Most likely she'll end up on SmackDown now. Okay. Which is interesting because usually they try to keep married couples together, right? Yeah. But yet Naomi's over on Raw. Although Jimmy, uh, Jimmy has not been, although he made an appearance the last couple of weeks, they're saying he won't be able to return to in-ring action until after around the first of the year, possibly with oh, his wow. with his injury. I saw that report come out as well. Uh, I just think, you know, my opinion. Um, Miz and, uh, Chief says Miz and Morrison push for tag belts. Otis for the Intercontinental Belt against Sammy. Saying that would be interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see I, that. That would be. I would. That wouldn't be bad. That's a, that's a good idea. But you never hear the Intercontinental Belt as a belt that people want to go after when they win the case. Right? Not in the last couple of years. No, no, no. It's lost its luster, you know, over, over the little bit. Okay, next topic. Uh, I'm going to skip the second one because we've already talked about that. WWE Survivor Series will be the 30th anniversary of The Undertaker and WWE, and he will appear live. It's his celebration. He should. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hope he don't get in the ring and, like, wrestle. I think he needs a... He already went off the perfect way, so... Hopefully hope. it's just like some kind of celebration of his anniversary or right. something to that effect. Right. The thing is, they're, they're talking about the possibility of a match at WrestleMania again. Possibility against possibly John Cena. And possibly better be against AJ Styles, if anybody, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. And it probably would be good for The Undertaker to go out in front of like 70,000 people and actually right. retire. But right. I would take if there's if by that point they allow ten thousand people into Tampa Stadium, he needs to go out in front of people. Uh, if they're letting two thousand people watch the UNLV Rebels, they better <laughs> allow more than that to watch the Undertaker. Uh, I totally agree. Although that's of course in uh, in Florida, and of course we know down there the governor just basically opened up the, the everything is back to quote unquote normal in terms of attendees. True. Um, okay. Uh, next topic. Daniel Bryan last night after SmackDown on the Talking Smack show made a statement that made it seem like that this will be his final run as a full-time superstar. Because we know retirement is never, ever, never. <laughs> True. I've heard like him saying he wants to be like a producer once he's done and or a road agent, something mm -hmm. like that. So he said he wants to be in WWE forever. But if this is his last run is... 
full time. That's full the key. Time. That's the key yeah. thing, right? Because how many people say that I'm done with full time, but they still go through, you know, part time, turning up every once in a while because now. He's got the two kids now. The second baby was just born. Yeah. Now they're in the process of moving from Arizona. They sold their house up to Napa Valley as is Nikki and family. So they're all doing this together. Could it just also be family time that he's interested in? Could be, yeah. But The Undertaker said like in 2002, he was done being a full-time wrestler and he's still around. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's why I say the key full-time is, is really the important parts here. And uh, I think anybody that's followed him, even on the Total, uh, Total Bella show or whatever... You know, this guy's, uh, he, he's got emotion, and his emotion right now is tied huh? to the family, I think. But sure. uh, I, we'll, we'll see. I, he's been a staple, and I would hate to see when the time comes that he is no longer actively uh, performing on a regular basis. He's I want to see him at much. least get one more WWE championship run in. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> Chief puts in there, Undertaker versus Jerry Lawler. <laughs> also, he puts in there... Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles as his la- as uh, Daniel's last match. That would be a great match too. I'd love to see that, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, that would be a great match. Now they've wrestled over the years in other promotions. I'm sure they've yeah. they've crossed, but um, that would that would be one heck of a retirement match. Okay, uh, next topic: um, thoughts on retribution booking. It's horrible, terrible, catastrophe, catastrophe from the start. Um, after they, they did all the sneak attacks and then what they've done and signing a contract and now you got T-Bar going, it, that, that they just should put a fork in retribution and call it a day. If they're like waiting to book everything like the day of, I don't understand. Like they got to do something to like, they got to get like a key member in retribution to like put a spark in them or something. Something. What did, did, did Ali come out as the leader of retribution hurt or help retribution, do you think? I think it helped him to a point, but at the beginning of Raw, when you lose to another like heel faction, and then immediately all of you get beat up by the Fiend, to 20 minutes later saying you're the hacker and no one's going to stop us and blah, blah, when you were just stopped by like five people 20 <laughs> minutes ago, <laughs> and all four of you were just beat by the Fiend mm-hmm. like maliciously, mm-hmm. there's, there's disconnect. And you have to have continuity with these stories. Um, To me, having Ali come out, it's been suspect that he would have been the hacker. That's been talked for a long time. To me, having him come out as a leader did nothing, in my opinion, for Retribution. They needed like a lot bigger name. Like when they said like it was CM Punk or The Miz or Mm -hmm. Cena, maybe. Mm -hmm. They needed a big name like that for that group to have any kind of... Credibility. Yeah. Right? I mean, so that's why Ali, for me, did nothing. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Brock Lesnar's downloadable content in the new UFC game. I wonder if that's kind of like a hint of he might be going back to the UFC if he signs some kind of contract with EA or UFC or something to be right. in the games. Usually you have to be affiliated with the UFC in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form to get in the game. Well, is he talking again about wanting to have another uh, fight with somebody? I know there was, well, there was talk about him and Daniel Cormier, or Cormier and... Was it Drew McIntyre? Somebody said something about Daniel Cormier, uh, someone on the active roster, and you wouldn't want to have you know two minutes with me, kind of kind of hype. But um, do you think? God, this is such a loaded. Do you think Lesnar is kind of on the backside with WWE at this point in terms of? Man. Now, we already know he's part time. Yeah. Is there anything less than part time <laughs> with the way he wrestles? There's just Lesnar. There's like part time, and then there's Lesnar part time. There's, there's Lesnar time. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
There's been a lot of hype around like him versus John Jones in the UFC. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, like pretty much every UFC fan, would love to see that fight. That that would be a good one. And I think to me, getting Lesnar in UFC is as much of the crossover mainstream stuff yeah. that when we see people go outside wrestling to do mainstream stuff like Cena and The Rock. I think that's part of it too. And it's not going to hurt UFC sales for the game. That's for darn sure. True. Next topic. Kurt Angle said his most important match was No Mercy 2000 beating The Rock for his first WWE championship. Thoughts? Do you agree? I think it was one of his most important matches, but it's not like the match everybody remembers. I think every wrestler is going to say like the first time they were champion Mm -hmm. was their most important match, but I think like the match a lot of people remember most is HBK versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. That was probably his best match that I remember. But of course, winning the title your first time is probably everybody's. Yeah, you you remember that first time, so to Uh, speak. Um, Now, what's interesting is, is Kurt Angle on his social media platforms, uh, there was a post that recently came out. He showed a picture of the impact screen. uh, And there's been talk over the last couple of weeks about Angle and impact in the same sentence. Hmm. Interesting connection there. Same thing is The Rock tonight is inducting Ken Shamrock uh, into their Hall of Fame. Uh, So an interesting thing there that, you know, that The Rock is now going to be appearing, quote unquote, uh, over at Impact slash TNA. That's going to be in every single promo Impact does ever again. (laughs) Ever again. That's the only thing they'll need to show. (laughs) Finally, The Rock has come to... Where am I again? Oh, impact. <laughs> Crazy. All right, next topic. The gray one says you can kiss his ass. There you go. There you go. Uh, Chief also put in there um, Mick Foley. Bring Mick Foley back as the leader of Retribution. If that's the case, Chief, I just want to know what would be the connection. What would, what would Mick Foley want Retribution about yeah. or need? You know? Um, so interesting, interesting idea, though. That's, that's for sure uh, on that. Okay, uh, next topic. Pat McAfee re- returns to NXT. I was kind of surprised by that. Everybody thought he was done with wrestling and mm-hmm. was going to move on to something else. Then when the Undisputed Era got attacked and only was it Lorkin and Birch ended up in the tag match. And right. This mask guy cost him the belts. Yep. I didn't know who it was, honestly. They actually caught me off guard. Yeah. Well, that's good then. They, they're doing their job if they pull something like that and nobody's expecting it. True. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, look, he's good as what he, he was. He was much better, I think, than anybody expected against uh, with Adam Cole, with that yeah. whole thing. Um, and he certainly, with his podcast that he does for ESPN, gives the opportunity again for what? Crossover. Yeah. And, and I think it's, a, it's an interesting move. Uh, next topic, uh, Lars Sullivan cleans the floor with Shorty G. And he is quitting as Shorty G because now he's coming back to the Olympic champion of Chad Gable, which I'm glad for. The Shorty G stuff was so stupid. By, by That was awful. That was terrible. I mean, but listen, Gable has the skills. Oh, yeah. He has, whether he's a champion, like uh, the heavyweight champ, but he certainly has the skills to at least work into U.S. title, intercontinental title kind yeah, of stuff definitely. initially. And uh, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that the height thing is now off the table. Yeah, definitely. So. I always heard like a lot of wrestler interviews, and they're always asking like, "Who do you want to face it? You haven't faced before," and a lot of them say Chad Gable. 
Yeah. Because he's, you know, skill-wise, he's, uh, he's terrific. And, of course, a, basically a Kurt uh, uh, Angle. He's a Kurt Angle light. Yeah, exactly. Kurt <laughs> Angle light. That's what I was looking for. All right, next topic. WWE hits a trademark snag trying to copyright certain names and needs written consent from people to copyright their name, which is what's caused Mia Yim to trademark her own name. And she's wondering what kind of conflict that will cause within WWE. Is Mia Yim her real name? I believe so, yes. I, give her, I stand her up and, and I'll give her a clap here. Trademark your own name. It's you. Yeah. Not, not your character's name. True. So I'm glad, she, personally, I'm glad she stood up with it. And if WWE, you know, has an issue with that, that's their problem. They got bigger fish to fry than worrying about some trademarks. Yeah, I'm sure they, right? I'm sure they're going to bitch about it or something because they even like trademarked John Cena's name and that's his real legal name. And they're even getting like movie revenue like yeah. from Cena because they're using his WWE name, even though it's his real name. Right. Right. And I think possibly Mia Yim realizes that maybe uh, and wants to protect herself. Again, you know, if you want to trademark your, your persona, okay. If you want to allow them to do that, because you can then go to any other organization, change your, change your name if you want to in terms of your, your wrestling name. But true. protect who you are. So next topic. Retribution on the Undertaker off the cage in Hell in the Cell. Oh, so Chief puts in their retribution to take Undertaker and throw Undertaker off in Hell in the Cell. Wow. That would be interesting. Okay. WWE under investigation by Florida for COVID hotspots. No surprise. States wide open. <laughs> I don't understand that. If like all the restrictions are open, they're like one of the only ones doing like closed set, not open to the public kind of stuff. Right. So interesting that they've waited this long to possibly do that instead yeah. of when they've had people who tested positive. True. Crazy. All right. This I think is great news. I loved it when I saw it. Next topic. Dark Side of the Ring gets new season with 14 new episodes. I'm very happy to see that. I'm super excited for that. I heard one of the episodes is going to be when WCW did the show in North Korea and there was like 180,000 people there, hmm. which is like the biggest show plus all the like back stuff to it. So I can't wait for it's one of my favorite shows, honestly. Yeah. They do such a good job on that thing. The, the, first couple of, the first two seasons were off the charts telling the story. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I think they start. It'll come up sometime in 2021, I think, after like maybe spring or something, if, if I remember. But, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring comes back, and we're happy about that. All right, we're down to about nine minutes, ten minutes left, so we'll see if we can get through everything else here. All right, we're going to go into AEW Impact. Thank you. Uh, Taya Valkyrie suffered a sec second degree burns trying to put out a candle that also charged the charred the wall and window. What? <laughs> I saw this thing on like Instagram or she showed she, her hands or something. Yeah, she right? bought some kind of candle and it like lit up like some kind of torch, and she like burned the hell out of herself. And Morrison got so mad he threw like everything from this company out of the house. Oh my goodness. And like put this whole company on blast. Yeah. Crazy. Chief puts in the chat room correcting us. Mia Yim's real name is Stephanie. I'm guessing him H Y M Bell. Oh. So Mia Yim is her ring name. So but still I think it's smart. Protect your own your own stuff. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, I think she did a good job. All right, uh, next topic. R V D said the recent news was fake and he and Katie are not done 
with Impact. Why did he wait for a couple of weeks to come out with, with that? <laughs> he probably just now saw it or <laughs> who knows, but he'd be better off in like WWE or something because they're it, not using him right in Impact, honestly. And he wasn't used right the last time he was in WWE either. Not really. You know, I mean, you can only do so much with somebody so many times, yeah. in my opinion. True. So, uh, why don't you take the next couple of bullet points? Sure. Ray Phoenix was injured, taken out in the number one contender tournament, is going to be replaced by Pentagon, which Mm -hmm. Pentagon's like, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, like in AEW, so I'm kind of excited for that. Ever Mm -hmm. since Moxley's been going after all these people, I've been waiting for Pentagon versus Moxley this whole time. Perfect. Now, didn't he get, he got hurt, so they did some sort of forfeit kind of thing. For the next round, and that's the ride that why they put Pentagon in in his place or something. Did I read this? He story? jumped off the rope or something and landed on his head. So, oh, okay. I think they just literally just switched him in Pentagon. So they could have put the other guy's mask on Pentagon. Maybe they would never know the difference. <laughs> you know, their own free bird rules. Yeah. So next topic. Did you watch Dynamite? Um, I watched a little bit of it. I caught some of what you're going to talk about next on uh, on Instagram and and saw some of the replay. What do you think of the musical segment between MJF and Jericho? I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was done, I thought it was done well, um, but really off the rails. I think for what AEW was trying to do from the beginning, the something different stuff. Yeah. Now it was unexpected, so yes, it was something different. But that would have almost been like a campy segment we would see on WWE. True. But I, I thought it was funny. I thought it's sometimes funny material away from the ring. If it's done right, that's what makes it memorable. True. I think that AEW seems to be going more towards like the sports entertainment side of it. Mm-hmm. Like they said they weren't going to, but they're doing a pretty good job at it. Yeah. Seems like it, Dynamite's getting a little better every week as yeah, far as like the entertainment value and it's getting up there. Yeah, they have to. You know, somebody made a point. I think, again, I'll, I'll credit Busted Open with this. They noted in last week's show that in the two-hour show, they actually wrestled six matches in two yeah. hours, which is a pretty good pace. Yeah. Okay. We're lucky if we get five matches in three hours on Raw, which sure. is why I believe Raw should be back to two hours, in my opinion. Definitely. So, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, the entertainment stuff they definitely need to uh, catch up on. So, okay, next. Don't wait for the bell. <laughs> Alex Reynolds was knocked out cold during the tag match yeah. and was left in the ring for about a minute until he came to without referees or anybody really checking on him. It was kind of surprising because usually if something like that happens in WWE and they like drag him to a corner and realize he's unconscious, they'll stop everything to like right. make sure he's okay. And they just, they just kept, going. kept on, like jumped over him like nothing was going on. It's kind of shocking to me. But yeah. yeah, somebody needed to pay closer attention to that. Hopefully he's okay. He well, like, he said later on he was. Yeah. And uh, he had no disparaging words about the ref or medical. So hmm. maybe that's how hard the concussion was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you're right. Someone's down. How do you miss that? Uh. Next one I find interesting. Bell, please. Ding. Thanks. Go. <laughs> <laughs> After being asked for his release since a certain someone was fired, Daga got his release from Impact Wrestling, which is a shocker to nobody in the know. Given for those Ever since his know. new wife got fired, randomly fired from impact Tessa Blanchard left. He asked for his release and was just now given to him. Kind of reminds you of Scarlett and Keller yeah. killer cross, mm-hmm. which were kind of put in the same situation. Absolutely. A couple of comments in here by chief. Uh, I'm sorry, by Thomas 
Burnett first. There was a storyline explanation that Kingston made Phoenix forfeit the win. Huh. Uh, Chief says, keep the young bucks out of creative. Let Arn and Tully do creative. And then Chief comes back and says, who cares about impact? So anyway, Truth. all right, let, we only have a few minutes left. Let's get into a couple of pop culture topics to uh, take us out. The Dodgers took a two to one series lead in the World Series last night. Mm hmm. And many uh, we talked about it on power play. Scott's thinking it's going to go six, that the Dodgers will win four games to two. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I think Tampa Bay will at least get one more win. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. And quite frankly, I'm ready for baseball to end. It's been a long saga, you know, with all that's been going on. Sometimes you just have to get to the point where let's be done already and let's reboot. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's what baseball is just about getting to. Uh, live entertainment is returning to the strip. MGM announced some shows uh, returning. Caesars Palace uh, announced some shows coming yeah. back. Um, which is good because our governor this past week on Thursday had a press conference, or maybe it was Wednesday, and everybody was expecting you know some changes to the to to uh, what's open or not. Look, it's being reported we went back to a red state in terms of a hotspot state again. Numbers apparently are going up again, but Sisolak is doing. He has to do everything he can to maintain being open, and, and yeah. I get that. That's amazing. And he he, he, he <laughs> basically. He basically went on the air reminding people, keep your masks on, wash your hands. If you're sick, stay home and all of that. What else can he do from that standpoint? Uh, but I don't think MGM would go out and announce shows starting next month if they knew state was going to be shut back down or taking steps back. So I think it's a good sign that shows are moving forward uh, on both of those properties. Um, and we just have to do whatever we can to maintain the growth of our city opening back up. True. I think the casino owners are in a lot more no than the general public. I'm sure they're in like the governor's ear and they probably know a lot more stuff opening or Absolutely. closing before a lot of us do. And they, they would have to in order to make those decisions necessary for their business. Sure. All right, real quickly, the last topic. Uh, go ahead, grab it. UNLV is going to allow 2,000 fans into Allegiant Stadium to watch their games. I can't even see 2,000 people rooting for UNLV football. <laughs> Same sentiment we had on the previous They'll try. <laughs> You know what? I, I think it may even come to this point where people are just looking for something to do. True. Who I haven't they? been to a UNLV game in years, but I might buy a ticket solely just to go check out to the, stadium. the stadium. Well, that's just it. People buying tickets, we talked about it before, up to somewhere between $100 and $150 just for general admission tickets. Going to see the stadium. Just kidding. I'm not yeah, going. Right. Going to see the – don't we know somebody that works there? Anyway, uh, going in to see the stadium yeah. is about as much of the event of what's going to go on at this point because it's new and shiny for sure. people like yourself. Like you yeah. said, I want to see the stadium. Um, so it'll be interesting, and we'll see where that leads to uh, attendance maybe for Raiders games down the line as well. So yeah. we'll see. All right. With that, the red light is on. It means Where's Alexa Bliss? That's I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> French fries are done when you see the red light. Uh, final thoughts. Everybody have a good week. Be safe. And it's going to start getting cool finally. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got it. All right. Thank you for watching. We'll announce our, our show. And if there any guests are coming on next week during the week, so please make sure you stay tuned to our Facebook page, thoughtscountanywhere.com. And as always, as I like to say on the way out, be kind to each other. Why is that? We are all we got. We'll see you next time on Thoughts Count Anywhere. 12 o'clock, Twin Brothers. Don't, don't miss it. Come to the Boulevard Mall.